0: called Colossians. I did a more uh, extensive teaching on this just on Friday in K4, but I'm going to pull from it uh, some more this morning on uh, living in the highest life and living from the highest life. So we're going to look at Colossians 3. We're going to read 1 through 4. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ, is, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died... And your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Amen. I want to read it again. (laughs) If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, Sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Hallelujah! What a promise! This is truth. It's like the whole gospel is represented in those four verses. (laughs) And praise be to Jesus who came and took our lowly lives into himself and saved us and redeemed us. And we are his beloved. And we are in him and he is in us. We died with him on that cross And we were raised with him, hallelujah, into new life. And the highest life the Holy Spirit is really highlighting is that you need to know and believe the love he has for you, yes, but we need to know and live and live from his life in us. Okay, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Yet the life that I live... I live by the faith of the son of God who died and gave himself for me. There's that oneness. I'm in you and you're in me and we're in the father. And so this highest life of Christ Jesus is where he's drawing attention to how long shall life and the things of this life be all about me or you? How long shall life and the things of this life be all about me or you? Whose life do we live by and through? Whose life do we live for? Now is the time for life. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly, right? We are called to live from this life in Christ. We're called to pursue life and let life have the preeminence in our soul. Our mind will, in emotion, and life will lead us. Eternal life within us is not just something that we long for or what is to come, but is a living force. The kingdom of heaven within now and in the age to come should we be prepared for death all around us? Or should we surrender and meditate and yield to the life of God inside of us? Which kingdom is greater? So Holy Spirit is drawing attention. The reality is that Christ in us, the hope of glory, he lives in us, his life, Christ's life The Holy Ghost, heaven is inside of you now, right? Jesus lives inside of us, the highest life now. So when you walk into a room, everything changes. Because it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, it is His life hidden in us there is so much power and authority of the life that we carry inside of us we don't realize how much is there but god's removing the veils little by little and all of a sudden you see a little bit more because his life is emanating from us so when darkness is all around and we walk through that darkness which is which is greater Our eyes can't be fixed on the darkness. Our eyes can't be fixed on the death and all the sin and all the troubles. Our eyes must be fixed on life, on Christ. The nearness of God is my good. He's right here. Everywhere I go, 24-7, when I lie down, when I get up, when we go along the way, his life, he didn't check out and take off work and go back to heaven and come back in at six in the morning. He's abiding in us 24-7. Christ who is your life. Life, life, life. There's so much power in the Holy Ghost. There's so much power in Christ's life. It's greater. His life is greater than what's in this life. Correct? He says now is a time for life. Yes, he gave it more abundantly. That's not my words. Those are Jesus. He said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. It will never end. So he said, pursue life. We know that we have to fix our eyes and gaze on Jesus. This morning in communion, it was very specific of fixing your gaze on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Eternal life within us is not just something that we long for. Yes, we are going to be with him forever. We long for that. Yes, we do long for that. But we have to recognize eternal life inside of us right now. That's greater. And that'll annihilate the fear of death. It'll just annihilate any fear, really. To know the eternal life is inside of us, not just in the age to come. The life inside of us is a living force. The life inside of us is a living force. The wind of the Holy Ghost. The wind of the Holy Ghost blows inside of you. In you, with you, through you he'll push up and out of you what Father did not plant and what will not bear fruit. Any plant, any root in us that the Father did not plant, the wind of the Holy Ghost will push up and out of us. That is force. That is life. kingdom of heaven suffers violence, violent taken by force. It is a greater reality. The kingdom of heaven within now and in the age to come. So should we be prepared for death all around us? How do you prepare? By looking into his eyes, looking into his word, being one with him, knowing him and receiving the love and honoring him. And knowing that the life inside of us is greater, we're prepared by meditating on the life. Hallelujah, go to John 16. Everywhere you go, that life is going with you. <laughs> Always. Life doesn't leave and come back in. Amen. In difficult times of trials and tribulations, life doesn't leave and come back when you're done. Good luck. Hope you made it. Right? <laughs> he said he'll never leave us. He would never fail us. And he would never forsake us. Covenant. And he's drawing attention to life. John 16, he says, these things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace, because in the world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, those are the words of Jesus. Now, why would he say that if it wasn't true? Okay, so he's pointing to the life, the highest life. We are living from his life. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Yes, yes. The life that I live, I live by his life. That's what he's renewing in our hearts today. And life is in the blood. Go to Revelation 1. Bless you. Revelation 1. We're going to start on verse 4. He says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is, who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over all of the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Life is in the blood, life is in the blood, and Christ's blood is in us because we've been born again from above his life, his blood. Has forgiven us, cleansed us, healed us, delivered us, empowered us, called us, anointed us, set us apart. Life is in the blood and life is in Christ and life is in us. It's the highest life. And the darkness sees that when we walk in the room. When you combat it. When he comes against you with a lie hoping to deceive you that you'll get your eyes off of life and onto death right he loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood hebrews 10:19 says therefore brethren having boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of jesus okay and we have boldness courage confidence that we can come before god we can talk to God. We can cry out to God. We can pursue God. We can come up here. We've got to get up higher and live from our spirit, not our soul. Amen. We have to live from our spirit, not our soul. You live with your spirit in the blood and that life, our soul will follow. The mind, the will, and the emotions will line up to your spirit man up front and center. And the body will follow. Truth? So he says, brethren, have boldness to enter the holiness by the blood of Jesus. Life is in the blood. Go to John 17. This is a now word. And it casts down all arguments and strongholds raised up against you. John 17 is marvelous, but look at verse 3. He says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you sent. This is the highest life. This is the goal So, it's all about knowing God. Really, all we do is just preach a thousand different ways and how to convince us that we're in God, in Christ, in the Spirit, in Him, chosen, anointed, appointed, called, and sent out to proclaim this gospel. (laughs) We are in Him. And we're going to have to keep saying it until you're like, Oh, man, I'm like in Him. Right? And you know when it clicks. You know when it just gets you. Whack. Right? This is eternal life. So I said eternal life is not something. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We just make it through this earth. We have eternal life in the age to come. Jesus said, no, I came that you would have life and life more abundantly now. Through his blood, you are living through eternal life now and in the age to come. And the rewards of eternal life start today. (laughs) ha! And the devil hates that. Okay? The rewards of eternal life start today. That's why there's this thing called sozo salvation that's working from your spirit through the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, a born-again spirit that starts renewing your mind as soon as you are saved. Starts changing the way you think as soon as you are saved. Starts healing your body just as soon as you are saved. It starts delivering you and casting darkness and demons out as soon as you are saved. You start knowing God. You start prospering. You are provided for. You are loved for. He gives you wisdom. He gives you knowledge. He gives you counsel. He gives you understanding. He gives you might. He leads us in the way of life. That's eternal life working inside of us. Now is, right? This is eternal life that you may know him, the only true God in Jesus Christ. So yes, in the age to God, I mean, we, we can hardly wait. There are no words. It's like some days it's like, today would be a great day, Jesus. <laughs> Let's wrap this up right? (laughs) I'm over it, right? (laughs) But he's saying, live by the highest life, eternal life today. Go to first John. It'll transform us. It will transform us. And all the grumbling, gripping, complaining, fear, negativity, all that mess will fall away because your eyes get off of darkness and troubles and what ifs and gets back on the one who loves us. First John 1, 7. He says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Now, how about that? We're talking about living from the highest life. He says, so if you walk in the light as he is in the light, we're always following him. He's my model. He's our Lord. He's our husband. We are following him. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, well then we're going to have fellowship with one another as his body. Yes. And the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. That is amazing. That's a that's a that's a glorious revelation of the body of Christ. And we are delivered. We're cleansed. As we walk as one, as we follow him in the light. Get it? Now go to John 6. We used to walk in darkness and follow after darkness. We used to be children of darkness. And so we would do and bear the fruit of darkness. Right? That's that's easy to figure that out. Well, what's greater? The darkness or the light? The light. Okay? No matter what threat's out there against you. It doesn't matter. The life is greater. John 6. Now, Jesus really cuts through it in this whole chapter. Okay? And the bottom line is that he says, you need to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Okay, so we're going to start on verse 22. He just got through feeding 5,000, looks like the testimony of walking on the water. And now we're on verse 22. It says, "'On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered, and Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks.'" And when the people, therefore, saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats and they came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said, Rabbi, <laughs> when did you come here? And Jesus said to them, well, Moses, surely I say to you, you seek me. Not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and you were filled. So don't labor for the food that perishes. But for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. That is a strong statement. And then they said to him, so what shall we do that we can work the works of God? And Jesus said, well, this is the work of God. That you believe in him whom he sent. So therefore they said to him, Well, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it's written, and he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, Moses, surely I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, oh Lord, give us this bread always. 35. And Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And he who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to thee, you have seen me and yet you do not believe. All that the father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of the father who sent me that of all he's given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me that everyone who sees the son and believes in him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up on the last day. Now the Jews complained about him because he said, I'm the bread that came down from heaven And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know, how is it that he says, I've come down from heaven? And Jesus therefore answered and said, do not murmur amongst yourselves. Verse 44, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, And they shall be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. And most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the man in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which came down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. And if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled amongst themselves as how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and you drink his blood, you have no life in you. And whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, I live, I live because. As the living Father has sent me, I live because of the Father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead, but he who eats this bread will live forever. Wow. Amen. As clear as it can be. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So verse 60. So therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, they said, you know, this is a really hard saying. So who can understand this? And Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this. So he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the son of man ascend where he was before? (laughs) It is a spirit who gives life. The flesh will profit nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. He knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe. Who they were. Don't blame it all on Judas. Okay. Who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my father. So from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. And Jesus looked at his 12 and he says, do you want to go away? And Simon Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You hold the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus answers, did I not choose you the 12 and yet one of you is a devil? Then he spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him being one of the 12. You hear the labor of the spirit through Christ to draw all men to himself, that in covenant with Christ to receive what he's doing, his flesh, his blood, this is eternal life to know him. He pointed to it countless times. I encourage you get in this and just, Be in it for a while. It's one thing to know about the life. It's another thing to receive the life, know the life and walk in that life. Paul said, I die daily that he might live. It's that mindset. I die daily. This life is not about me and you. (laughs) It's about the love and the life of God working in with and through us. But yet it is about me and you to save us. But it all points back to the highest life. If we believe in his words, we have eternal life. His words are eternal life. It's not just to come. The power of God, revelation knowledge of the life of God inside of us. He wants us to come up here and live differently through that life. Not just head knowledge about it. Not just a whew, Man, I hope I get through today. But live through that life. Live through this life. And it's in this chapter where he addresses the self-love of what I would call self, self-centeredness, self self-love. And the love of the flesh, the love of the world, and the boastful pride of life, right? This is where eternal life hits that. To where you have this conflict. It's like, well, you know, we have a life outside of church. Well, we have a life, you know. We have a life outside of church. <clears throat> no. You die daily. And your life, the life that you live, you live in him. Period. Now and forever, your life is not your own. So at home, on the back porch, when you go to swim meet, go out to dinner, go to work, Whose life are you living from? Do you check out? (laughs) You see, no, it's one life, one purpose, one kingdom. Truth? And it just cuts right through there because this is John 6. Well, you know we have a life outside of church. We are the church. What are you doing, getting outside of it? I mean, we are the church. It's a mindset. We're just going to church today. No, we are the church, and the King of Glory lives inside of us, and it's not my life, it's His life. That's why we're called this governing force, because the life of God, eternal life, is in His people. And that's why everywhere we go, we're like, Would you like to be saved? Would you like to be saved? Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Holy Ghost now and receive eternal life because eternal life is in us now. And everywhere we go, we're wanting to give eternal life to whomever would eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. That's what motivates us now. Not just when you go on a mission trip. Not just when we go to an outreach. Not just when we have to go to church or a Bible study or another dadgum class. It is Christ who is my life. You hear the power in it. And John 6 will separate it, out and your soul and everything in there is like, Aah! does not like these words, but I didn't write it. <laughs> Amen? You are in him and he is in you. And there's such explosive wind of the spirit on the life that's inside of us. And in the darkest hour, I guarantee you, the light will shine brighter and brighter and brighter. The glory of God is greater and greater and greater. But we cannot look down the rabbit hole at the darkness. We have to be in heaven with him 24-7. That's living by the highest life. truth. First John five, back and forth. I'm receiving it. <laughs> yes, Jesus. Is <laughs> it's not just them who gets to walk in this, not just them who gets to lead people to Jesus, it's us. <laughs> and God is very desirous for all to be saved let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify him oh lord who first john 5 verse 10 <laughs> first john 5 verse 10 and you can read all of first john for fun because it's just covered in this i mean this is almost every other verse i think john got it And he says, he who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he's not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son and his son lives inside of me. And this life is eternal life. And in the age to come, we just step over a line. But here you are. Here we are, right now. Are you going to reap the rewards of eternal life now, or just wait till you get to glory? Well, bless God, hallelujah! I'll just suffer a little more longer here until one day I get to, to be a there in heaven. Then I will believe it that it is truth. It's just religious garbage that puts the people of God in bondage and without hope. <sighs> You hear it? This is the testimony. You either believe it or you don't. He goes on. Verse 11. I, did I read that? I did. Go to verse 12. He said, he who has the son has life. <laughs> he who does not have the son does not have the life. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. We have the Son. We have life. It's the greatest life. It is God's life. It's the highest life. And that's the life we're living from. And my focus is not on what I can do. My focus on, is on Him and His Word. And that wind of the Spirit is going to blow through us. Right? Woo! All right. 13 he said these things i've written to you who believe in the name of the son of god that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of god that you will continue to believe oh lord god help my unbelief right yes. my goodness go to 1st timothy <laughs> yes jesus yes jesus First Timothy, chapter six. We'll start on verse 11.? First Timothy 6, verse 11. He says, "But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness. Godliness, faith, love, patience. Gentleness, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. There you go. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold. And that's what he's saying today, lay hold of this. And you're like, well, I got it yesterday. We'll get it today, right? Right? Today, while you call, today, this is the day. The goal is to live from the highest life, not from the old man of death, always grasping for breath. We live by his breath, his word, and his spirit. And the greatest weapon formed against the enemy and his forces (laughs) is that we have eternal life in Christ Jesus and we live from it now. 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 It's the greatest weapon, and the devil does not want you to know this. Cease striving and know that I am God. His word is true. And this is the highest life in us. And by the wind of the Spirit, we are living in this life. And that old man is like, you know, because I keep going back to it. No, rise up and go upward and high into him. We have eternal life in Christ Jesus, so let's live from it. Amen. (laughs) So let's stand up and receive some more from Jesus, and we're done. (laughs) Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for reviving us. I ask for the wind of your Spirit. To blow literally from the inside up and out, to annihilate, Lord, every lie, every every danger, every threat, every hurt, every bondage, every wound, everything that you did not plant, that you just blow up and out of us, everything of this life. And that, Lord, you impart and raise up and open our eyes and ears and heart to believe these words that eternal life is to know you. To know you. And it starts today. And I know that we're going to look at the word eternal life far more different from here on out because it starts today. And we love you, Jesus. You're taking us from glory to glory and faith to faith. I believe you. (laughs) Multiply it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, bless you. If you need prayer, we'll pray for you. (laughs) This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.